Today on Church and State, Vaccines, Satanists, and Toxic Mosquitoes. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And I am your host, Caleb Collier, your favorite far-right shock jock, and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. Well, let's just get right into it. Uh, churchandstate.media, it is our website, and uh, I want you to go there. So listen to the sounds of my voice and head on over, unless you're driving. But please, head on over to the site and download some shows and share it. Uh, we've got big things coming. I'm not at liberty yet to discuss, but uh, we do have some amazing things that are coming our way. And I want you to be a part of it. Uh, and I want to continue to be on the American Christian Network. And so because of that, I've got to ask you for money. I know it's uncomfortable, uh, but it's better than the alternative. Me knocking on your door. Maybe we've got a flyer. Hey, have you heard of Church and State Media? We need money. Um, but we do, uh, in all seriousness, I love being, uh, on the air Monday through Friday, bringing you some very relevant information, things that you don't hear from the mainstream news. And because of that, uh, it costs money to do this show. All right. This is definitely a top notch production in my opinion. And so, uh, hit the donate button, please. You can give us money or a Satoshi, some Bitcoin. All right. Uh, you can also take advantage of our great affiliates. And uh, let's see, who am I going to promote? My pillow. Why not? I like my pillow. I like Mike Lindell. He's a patriot. And I actually sleep on a my pillow pillow. And I've got their towels. Um, I had their slippers. I loved their slippers. My dog, unfortunately, had a accident on said slippers. I need to get some more. Yeah, it, was, it was a sad day in the Collier household. I had to throw those away. But they were the best. I highly recommend the slippers, probably more than any other product. I love those things. I am becoming an old man. I don't wear a bathrobe yet. I refuse. I will never do that. If you want to get a hold of us, oh wait, actually use that promo code Church and State. Look at all their fine products and uh, you can get a s significant discount and we're going to get a portion of that money. If you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me. I still have not heard what your favorite dinosaur is. I'm not going to give up. Do it. Message me. All right. I recently have had the um, joy, and you can hear the sarcasm dripping from my voice on that one, but I've had the joy of having to do a lot more computer work these days. Yeah, I don't like computers. <coughs> I don't like technology. It's not my favorite thing in the world. It frustrates me. Most of the time, I just end up banging the keys. It makes me angry. Um, and, uh, I, I made a post about it and it was all in, in, you know, a joke. I was having fun with things, but I, I said that I was becoming that guy that's like, get off my lawn. And, uh, my wife and I were talking about it a little bit later and she's like, yeah, you probably should go through a computer class. And I'm like, nope, nope. I'm unmovable. I'm not going to do it. I am going to be dragged into the 
tech society kicking and screaming. And I came up with a solution. You know I'm solution-oriented, right? I'm the kind of guy that needs a solution. And so given the options of either continue on as I am, frustrated by technology, or go into some computer classes and learn the tech, which will be outdated by the time I get out of the course, but I could learn. I like to find a third way. There's always that other option, you know, the one that nobody's talking about, right? You, you remember in college, they'd give you this impossible scenario and you, you got, uh, you're able to throw the switch on the train that's barreling down the tracks and down one track is a bunch of old people that live their lives and down the other track is, uh, you know, a, a dog and a, and a little baby and a kitten and you got to decide, are you going to kill the old people? Are you gonna, there's, a, there's a third option, right? They don't ever talk about that. All right, so you could try to derail the train, something like that. So third option, I just need to become powerful enough to implode an EMP. That's the solution. I'll just take everybody back to the ancient ways where we weren't hooked to our phones and our computers. And we had to do everything by hand. It's brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. This is the best idea I've ever had. So in honor of that, and actually I, what I did is I channeled my inner snake bliskin. That's right. Roll it. He's not even here. He's a hologram. Catches on quick, doesn't she? You gotta be within a half mile radius. Round up every available man. Hold it. Sir, the enemy is less than two minutes from our shore. What's it to be, Pliskin? Us or them? Shut down the third world. They lose, you win. Shut down America. You lose, they win. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So what are you going to do? Disappear. Of course, the world code is 666. He's the world code. No target code. Sir, that'll shut down the entire planet. I told you you'd better hope I didn't make it back. You push that button. Everything we've accomplished for the past 500 years will be finished. Our technology, our way of life, our entire history. We'll have to start all over again. For God's sakes, don't do it, Snake! The name's Pliskin. <laughs> oh, and there he goes, shutting down the world. <laughs> I think I'm onto something. I think I've got a really good idea here. I think the audience is going to be with me. What would that be so terrible to shut down the world, to shut down all of our electronics? I'll tell you what, the globalists would be absolutely screwed. All of their plans that they're trying to enact or have enacted 
They would go to the wayside. I know it might sound extreme, but I'm an extreme type of personality. All right, let's talk a little bit about this Alaska Airlines pilot. Now, I know this is going to be old news by the time it airs for you all, but I do have some, uh, probably a different take on this from what you're hearing from the mainstream media. Now, all of you are familiar that the uh, this Alaska Airlines pilot, he was off duty. He tried to shut down the plane mid-flight, had a uh, massive mental health issue, is now claiming that he was on shrooms during it. Uh, so, okay, <laughs> probably not the best idea to take shrooms and uh, jump on a plane that you know how to operate. He tried to activate the fire suppression systems on the plane. Uh, this would have cut the fuel off to the engines and eventually sent the plane in a tailspin to the ground. Uh, fortunately, they were able to um, fight him off and the crew was able to uh, detain him. But uh, he's being charged with attempted murder of 83 passengers. So uh, not a good move on his part. Now, my take on this, and I'm going to have to go back to uh, some of our previous shows, is you remember the woman, uh, she became quite uh, famous on the internet, who decided to scream and rant and rave about a passenger not being real. You remember this woman, she was all over the place. Uh, and then we shared a story of a similar uh, circumstance where a Russian uh, citizen actually saw ghosts or aliens or something to that effect and freaked out on the plane and they were able to remove him before he did anything. Um, Gabe and I had made the statement that we expected this to start occurring more specifically around airlines. Why? Uh, because of the fact that they are traveling at an elevated area that might be um, maybe more subjected to demonic interference, that these demons could perhaps attach themselves to airplanes and that we should expect to see more instances of things like this. Well, I believe that this might be one of those instances where this individual, uh, through demonic interference or perhaps possession, decided to make a move that would have killed 83 people and the crew. Uh, I know, once again, that sounds fantastical, but here's the thing. On Church and State, we're not afraid to discuss subjects like this. We're not afraid to come in here and present uh, alternative ideas or viewpoints that perhaps you haven't thought of. Look, we all, as Christians, we all get that feeling, right? We're all sensing that something is coming, something is upon us. Uh, we're seeing the war in Israel. We're seeing that the United States government has declared that aliens do exist, uh, right? And on this show, we believe that aliens are demonic entities, that there is no such thing as actually aliens. No, these are Nephilim entities. I'm bringing that word back into the conversation. I don't think it's out of the realm. We have to understand that we live in a very spiritual environment. And while the vast majority uh, of secular world you know, uh, citizens would say that this is, this is strange, this is not a conversation that I'm comfortable with, this individual speaking about this is strange and weird. As Christians, we have to understand that this does occur. Now, on another note, I have another idea. This one might be almost as good as, as deploying an EMP for the entire world. This pilot, who's now been arrested, I think we should have some leniency on him. I've got a great job for him. I think that we should promote this individual to be the head pilot for Air Force One. What do you think? Yeah? No? Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope I don't get visited by some men in black. <laughs> uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. <laughs> don't get all offended. Uh, well, I mean, that's what I do. Anyway, let's move on from there. Let's move into some serious subjects here. COVID-19 vaccine mandates have come and mostly gone in the U.S., but they're running an explanation as to why this messy rollout matters for trust in public health. This is an interesting article that I wanted to talk with the audience a little bit about because the first statement in and of itself fascinates me. Listen to what they, and I'm quoting from the article. Ending pandemics is a social decision, not scientific. Governments and organizations rely on social, cultural, and political considerations to decide when to officially declare the end of a pandemic. Ideally, leaders try to minimize the social, economic, and public health burden of removing emergency restrictions while maximizing potential benefits. Do you realize what he just said? He just told you that you have the power. Look, I've been very open about the fact that I firmly believe that another pandemic will come our way. There is no way that these globalists with their greedy ideas on owning and controlling everything in society can't look at what they accomplished during the pandemic and not want to do it a second time. I guarantee it's going to happen. But they just told you in their own words that it's not about the governments. No, it's about social cultural, and political considerations. If you, the people, band together with whatever comes our way and you collectively say no, it ends. It ends right there. Think about that. Consider the power that you have to ensure that nothing like what we had to live through in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 ever happens again. That's incredible. Okay, the article continues on. It's talking about uh, as they're examining what they can get away with and, and uh, kind of the, the policies that they enact, right? They, they basically take the, 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 the stand that the vaccine process goes from the least intrusive to the most intrusive. And of course, what they want to do is start with the least intrusive. They want to just encourage you, right? Encourage you to get every single vaccine every single year, right? And this is why we see these massive campaigns every single year. Get your flu shot, get your pneumonia shot, get your MMR, get, you know, kids need this many vaccines, 83 vaccines in order to even survive in life. Uh, They never did before. I don't even know how we're still here. Um, without the vaccines because uh, society was doomed from all the germs and viruses and illnesses that we could get. But from there, they, of course, move into, and I've talked about this show before, but the incentives, right? So then they try to incentivize getting the vaccines, and that's why you see these these policies where, hey, just get roll up that sleeve, and you can get a donut, you can get 100 bucks, you can be entered into a lottery. Uh, and then ultimately, it results, if the if the if the danger is high enough, then of course they will move into the mandatory part of things. And that's what we saw during COVID-19, right? We saw that to where they made your lives very miserable. And so this article is just 
confirming everything that I've been saying for the past three, four years. This is exactly what they do. This is exactly what they engage in. But they've got to get back to the public trust. There's one of two ways to do that. All right, is to walk this back, to ask for forgiveness, to say, that, hey, we were wrong, but we didn't know. And you are starting to see some of that. You are starting to see some publications, some government mouthpieces that are saying, hey, it was justified because of how deadly the virus was. The other option, which is the option they'll take, is to create more fear. Because the vast majority of people, the vast majority of the sheep, no matter what has happened in the past, you hit them with enough fear and they'll run right back to daddy. It's like you're a battered woman. Right? All they got to do is instill that fear in you for the next virus, the next issue. Ah, I know, I know who we can trust. Government has the answer. And so the vast majority of people will run right back into the government's loving arms so they can violate your personal autonomy and those of your children and inject you with more experimental vaccines which are ultimately killing people. That's what it comes down to. But I'm going to return back to the very first statement. And the very first statement, I'll remind you once again, proves that we have the power. So right now it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to do your research. It's time to pull, yourself up, pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and make sure that this never happens again, that we're going to protect our liberties our freedoms, and especially our children. From there, I want to talk about a story that uh, you would think when you hear me reporting on it, well, there's a tinfoil story for you, Caleb. Put on your hat. You're going off in the weeds again. Unfortunately, this story has a patent number associated with it. Yeah, that patent number is U.S. 8967029B1. Now, what is that? Well, it's a patent number, and it's a patent for a toxic mosquito aerial release system similar to a drone, but made to release toxins amongst the masses. Now, why in the world would the government try to create something like that? Oh, and let me remind you of a story from our not-too-recent past where a bunch of mosquitoes that had been genetically modified were released all over Florida. What could they have possibly be doing there? Oh, and who was associated with that? Oh, you know, that benevolent humanitarian Bill Gates. That's right. The guy who said he wanted to reduce the world's population through vaccines. Well, this system, and it's quite intricate, but it's... It's a device for the aerial release of mosquitoes, which includes unmanned aerial vehicle uh, operable by remote control. The unmanned aerial vehicle would carry a container holding a central processing unit and a mosquito breeding unit, which is self-contained housing mosquitoes and a mosquito food having toxin suitable for transmission by mosquito bite. 
After the mosquitoes consume the food, they become infectious. Now, they go on to discuss how this could possibly be applied. Well, one, one application for this would be, of course, to mass inoculate the public against a potential virus. That's the perfect delivery system. You just send a bunch of these drones all across America, and for the next pandemic, we don't have to worry about those pesky individuals who know how to think for themselves. No. Now people are just going to get bit by a mosquito, and they'll get the vaccine that way. And don't worry if you don't get bit by a vaccine or bit by one of these mosquitoes because the vast majority of the public will be inoculated without choice. It'll spread from person to person. Now, of course, the military wants to get their hands on this because, well, why wouldn't they? So imagine this. Let's just say... uh, gosh, you know, maybe we're going to go invade Iran or something like that. I know, I know that sounds like something we'd never do. But let's just say that that's on the table and we were thinking about invading Iran. Well, what if we sent a bunch of these drones over Iran and released a bunch of mosquitoes that, I don't know, had some type of virus, some type of thing that would kill all the individuals there? Now, they tell that as a wonderful way of avoiding unnecessary bloodshed for American troops, and certainly it would do so. They say that it would target the troops, right, the enemy combatants. Here's the problem. Would it also target innocent civilians? I mean, the American left is all up in arms right now, right, because Israel is sending missiles into Gaza and not just killing Hamas terrorists, but also citizens, innocent citizens. But don't worry about that. Nobody thinks to ask that question. No, we're just enamored with the idea that we could use mosquitoes as a weapon of war. Mosquitoes to target individuals that we deemed to be the enemy. And who's to say that this virus then just dies out? We're playing God with mosquitoes that are going to, of course, procreate. I mean, isn't that what they do? So are they going to be passing this on to future generations? Are we going to all of a sudden develop an area to where it's a no man's land? Because if you go in there, you're going to die. And I don't know if um, nature necessarily respects the individual borders of sovereign nations. You know, I don't think we can count on the mosquitoes to say, no, wait, 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 that's Iraqi airspace, we can't go over there. No, we only operate inside of Iran. It's just proof, once again, that governments can't be trusted. And when we see a patent for technology like this, we got to start asking questions about our own government and whether or not they're going to implement tools like this against us, we the people, the actual government of the United States. And last but not least, in case I haven't gone far enough, let's talk about, oh, I don't know, another conspiracy theory, one that uh, just a few short years ago was regulated to, uh, uh, you know, the uh, QAnon type of people, those whack jobs who live in their mother's basements who say that there's a satanic pedophile elite group that is running the country. Yeah, you remember that. 
You remember Epstein's Island? You remember all these stories talking about the fact that Hillary Clinton and all these other individuals out there were engaging in satanic pedophile behavior? Well, now your own FBI is actually warning about a newly discovered pedophile Satanist extortion cult targeting children online. That's right. We've got our own death cult that's targeting your kids. And I'm going to warn you guys. Okay, the cult is using platforms, including Roblox. I just got familiar with this. My kids all of a sudden started talking about this. Guess who's never going on that again? Discord, Twitch, SoundCloud, and Telegram to find new victims. The FBI said in their public notice that the cult uses many names, including 676, 764, CVLT, Court, Cascar, Harm, Nation, Leak, Society, and Hell with a 3 instead of an E but they continuously evolve and form subgroups under different monikers. To gain access to a majority of these groups, prospective members are required to live stream or upload videos depicting their minor victims harming animals or committing self-harm, including suicide, murder, and other acts of violence. The key motivators of these groups are to gain notoriety and rise in statue with their groups. This is horrifying. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to protect your kids. You see, the process is rather simple. They try to get the kids to engage in sex acts. They try to get their kids to think that they're perhaps talking to some really hot person that's interested in them and then getting them to send lewd pictures. And now they've got them. And now they can actually... They can actually own your child. They can actually convince them that if they don't do what they want, that they're going to release these pictures to their schools, to their friends, to their families. So now these kids, all you got to do is you know, cut your arm on a video for us. We just want to watch that. So the, these kids start engaging in that type of behavior. But here's the thing, it's never enough. You're never going to get these people to go away because they're satanic, because they're pedophiles. I know it's uncomfortable, but you're going to have to have conversations like this with your kids. It goes back to my EMP idea. Wouldn't we be better off without this stuff? But you're going to have to, as a parent, have a conversation with your kids, and you're going to have to let them know, look, the internet is a dangerous place. And if you ever take a picture, something that you're ashamed of, know that you can come and talk to me. Know that I'm not going to judge you, and I will do everything in my power to protect you. If this gets out to your school, we can transfer you. If you're so concerned with it, we can move. I know I am more than ready to protect my children to such a degree. But you need to tell them that there's no, no compromise with these types of individuals. They want one thing only, the death and destruction of those children. They want to engage in pedophile behavior with your kids. And collectively, we got to take people like this out. Church and State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm.
Welcome to the fire.